Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back into the Bay Area Combat Podcast. This is going to be the wrap show for North Bay Face-Off 4, which took place February 23rd. It was a Saturday. Napa Valley Expo, Steve. It was awesome. I mean, there was tons of people there. Great fights. We had like six knockouts, three submissions. I think we had four decisions somewhere in there, and we crowned a bunch of new champions, two of which are going to join us here today, including the 145-pound champ Diego Bigelow and, of course, Michael Bueno, who won the main event, the 155-pound champ, and... The California champs. So we'll talk about them a little bit later on. First of all, your overall thoughts on the show. I love the show. It was such good matchups. I couldn't have asked for more. You know, the, all those guys came out and left all their heart in the cage. I mean, as a promoter, matchmaker, and a fighter, that was like the show. It was the show to watch. Absolutely. When you have six knockouts on a show, but then you also have four decisions, I mean, every part of the crowd is getting what they want. You have the guys that are bloodthirsty and they want to see the knockouts. Then you have the guys that are there that are fighters or trainers and they want to see these like technical fights that go the distance. And so we had a little bit of everything. Only one injury, that was Valerie Thurs. She's okay, luckily. Uh, she did have to go to the hospital. She had some sort of scratch, I believe, on her cornea. Yeah, what had happened was that, you know, it was... Nobody knew it at the time. They thought she was possibly had a head injury. What it was is she actually got a, f a finger poke to the eye, okay. and, and it was a fingernail scratched to the pupil. Yeah, and you know, I talked to referee David Shirley of Camo, and he's a great referee, and he even said, dude, I should have stopped it a little sooner. I saw that one eye was getting bigger than the other as far as like dilation, Right. and he said, I was trying to give her the, ch the chance to continue fighting because she was taking shots, yeah. but she was fighting back. I mean, those both of those girls were going at it. So it was a great fight. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Um, we had undefeated Ezra Clark taking on uh, Justoni Balansat. And, of course, Ezra wins again. Uh, TKO, I believe that was first round. Do you know what? I honestly don't know. Yeah, I believe it was. So so he wins by knockout. He moves on to 3-0. and What did you think of that fight? Well, you know, I, I knew Ezra was going to be a tough guy. He's got a wrestling background. He's one of the young Laos guys. Tough guys. You know, I mean... Justoni came out and fought. You know, it was his first debut fight. I mean, I, I'm impressed. You know, it did. Both those guys did well. Absolutely, and it's not often you see a guy that's 0-1 taking on a guy that's undefeated. But obviously, when you have confidence in your fighter, those coaches are going to put you into those fights because sometimes your record, as we talked about on the last show, doesn't necessarily necessarily reflect how good of a fighter you are because you could have fought some crazy competition up to that point. So uh, we move on from there. Vladimir Jacinto, the Gladiator, and Romeo Beltran. And we had a submission in that fight, and Jacinto came out on top. You looking to bring that guy back? He looked like he was kind of a crowd favorite. Uh, Vladimir? Yeah. You know, we brought him all the way up from, what, Bakersfield, I think? Yeah. And it's like, One of Cody's sons' guys, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cody was there, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vladimir's from Fresno. Fresno? Yeah. Um, and so we, we, we're trying to bring all these fighters up from everywhere, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's not just about... It's Northern California fighters, and, you know, that's almost Northern California split right in the center, you know? Yeah. I gotta get you closer to the mic, man. You're just you're, you're in fighter mode, so you just kick back and chill. Right, right. You Can you hear me now? Spent like so much money on these mics, and now you guys don't even talk into them. <laughs> yeah, I hear you better. I hear okay. you better. Um, I like the fight. You know, Gladiator is such a great, respectful guy. I mean, the dude came into weigh-ins in a suit. You know what I mean? With yeah. Style. And you know what's funny, man? Like when you get Class. to that next level, that's kind of how you're. Like you look at boxers. Boxers show up to weigh-ins and press conferences, and they're dressed to the nines. Oh yeah. MMA fighters, unfortunately, aren't making that kind of bread right now, <laughs> so they don't, they can't necessarily go out and do that. But I like I like it when they show up looking, you know, put together like that. I think it respects the sport and it shows them that they respect their opponent and they respect the fight. You know what I mean? So uh, we move on. Sean Foster, Albino Lopez. 
Sean Foster wins again, TKO. That was in the 145-pound division. He's a guy that was talking about he, he might want to fight a guy that we'll be talking to a little bit later on, Diego Bigelow. At least that's what he said to me after the show was over. So I don't know. So you're talking about Sean Foster. He's a 185-er? Uh, no, the 145 fight. Oh, it wasn't Sean Foster that said that then. Who was that that told me that? Oh, you know what? It was Ezra Clark. Ezra Clark was the one that said it. Yeah, Sean Foster, the 185. So he won the middleweight fight. Alexander Griffin, Max Big Griffin's step. brother. Yeah. Mara Nobles. Tough guy. Mara Nobles went almost undefeated. Yeah. There's a guy here that spoiled the party for Mara Nobles. He's going to be sitting across the table from another Mara Nobles fighter. But obviously, Julius Wright came in and, and, and showed up again and just ran into a buzzsaw and Michael Bueno. And that was a close fight, split yeah, decision. Both our, our main events were split decisions. But Mara Nobles fighters always show up to Bay Area Combat and they always put on a show. I, I like, you know, as a, I, I like watching a good fight. You know, I mean, a really a fist fight. Good old slobber knock. Get out there and fight. And right. Wherever it ends up on the ground, get back up, punch it out, punch it out. Right. It's, got, that's, it's an enjoyable fight. I, I said at the show, my first tournament that I ever fought in was uh, Jackson. It was like 1998. <laughs> and, uh, and Dave Marinoble was in the same tournament as me. We were fighting 155 back then. <laughs> IFC back in the at day, At 165, right? I think, yeah. IFC, exactly. Pat, Paul Smith. Pat, Paul Smith, Paul yeah. Smith, yeah. And so it's funny because um, Dave comes into the locker room where we're all at. We're all fighting each other. It's like an eight-man tournament. And he's reading Bible passages to us and <laughs> you know, making sure our families are okay. And then he goes in and kicks the shit out of everybody in the tournament. So it was kind of it was like a dichotomy. It was kind of funny, um, but I love Dave Marinoble. I love what he's done with the Marinobles camp. Max Griffin, all those guys coming out of there. Diego Bigelow. I mean, it's just a great camp. It really, really, really is. So Alexander Griffin TKO, also the one eighty five pound division. Yes, his brother Max Griffin, the UFC fighter, was in his corner. Super proud of him. Yep. He said, "I saw Max had a quote that he said he didn't think." that Alexander had enough hate for his opponents in his first couple fights. And this time, like, he came out ready to hurt somebody, and that's what he thought the difference was. You know, I'm not really surprised. Alex is a quiet guy. Yeah. When you have a conversation with him, it's like, you know, you have to drag the conversation out of him a little bit. It's like, those kind of guys are kind of It's dangerous. like co-hosting the show with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't get you to fucking say anything. I, I know, except for F cuss words <laughs> and stuff, right? <laughs> so Alexander Griffin wins. Uh, then we move on to Vincent Gomez and Christopher Fernandez. I'm pretty sure this is the fight that I wanted to have submission of the submission night. Of the night. Yeah, yeah. I, it was a pretty slick submission. I'm trying to remember. We were naked. There's so many. Yeah, and there's so many fights. I, I got to be honest with you guys, man. I do so many fights a year, and I sit ringside for so many fights. <laughs> Sometimes my head goes other places, but that's the fight that I think should have got submission of the night. Vincent Gomez for sure in the 155 division. So should we take a quick vote on that? Since we're yeah, I, I vote I, I vote for that fight. I, vote for it. I don't know you if guys? you guys even got to see it. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah. so what, what we say it goes up, to man. Vincent Gomez. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> Jacob McCart, Hat Cooling. Now, Hat Cooling showed up. He felt the stoppage was early. Uh, he didn't think it should have been stopped. I personally, I like Hat Cooling. I, I thought he was getting his ass kicked. I mean, that's just my opinion. <laughs> well, you know... I know he could take more of a beating. Now. Absolutely, that guy's got a jaw, <laughs> but and he know, can fight, and he may have come back and won that fight. But it's amateurs; yeah, they're, they're going to stop it earlier. The referees. This is where I'm like. Sometimes I have this issue with like some of the camo calls and stuff. It's like they said it was a verbal stoppage, and he let out a little whimper, <laughs> and then they stopped it. Yeah, I but here's my here's that. my issue, and this is something that you and I both know, Steve. You cannot turn your back on your opponent oh, and run no. from him. Hell if no. you do that one or two too many times, they are going to stop the fight because you're no longer defending yourself. And I saw Hack 
turn and sort of walk away from him at least three times. And I kind of felt they were going to stop it for that. And then the whimper, I wouldn't say whimpered hacks, not exactly a whimpering guy, (laughs) but he did make sort of a a weird noise. Like he was hurt. Yeah. And I I felt the stoppage was, was all right. Yeah. I I, I would like to possibly see those guys fight again just because, you know, that's a little bit of controversy. You know, I I mean, the size difference, like they, they literally looked like they were three weight divisions apart. Yeah, but they weren't. (laughs) It was crazy. They were really close to weight. You know, They're banging them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I seen yeah. that one. Yeah, <laughs> McCart just—I mean—he looked like he was three times his size. I know it was crazy. Uh, moving on to the next fight, probably not only is it going to be knockout of the night for sure, that could be really close to knockout of the year for Camo. I mean, <laughs> that guy went down like a tree. Yeah. So you know, uh, I got to tell you, Manuel—he came in, he came in five pounds heavy overweight. What we agreed upon, oh. which sucks you know i mean both these guys are cutting weight both you know they're they're athletes and stuff even though it's i know it's only amateur but still right an agreed weight is an agreed weight absolutely and you know before we bring these guys in while you're saying that let me ask you um, let me ask you first diego do you feel disrespected when an opponent shows up five pounds overweight for as hard as i work hell yeah you know what, I mean? what about you, Michael? Yeah, be professional. Like, come on now. Is we there, have one thing to do. Is there ever a reason, like, hey, man, I tried to drop too much, or I got the... What if What if he gets the fight on late notice? Then do you give him a little bit of slack? No, nah, not you really. always be why, ready to fight? Why would you accept the fight? If, if you right. know you can't make the weight, then don't Absolutely. accept the fight. So do we all agree that the reason that that shot was so hard is because he might have been just a little bit pissed off that his opponent came in five pounds uh, overweight? I, I think so. Man, you <laughs> motivated. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, hey... Edwin comes from a, a, a Rudy Ott's gym. He, he's a they, kickboxer. Yeah, they're a skilled yeah. group of guys. Yeah. It's like you know, he's they're 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 tough, and they got a great coach. The one thing that you can guarantee coming out of Smash Fighter is that these guys can strike, feet and hands. They can always strike. Anyway, so but here's the key: if you watch that fight, I think he was out with the first shot, and the second one just kind of sent him deal, off to yeah. yeah. And that was kind of the end of that. So Edwin De Los Santos goes to 3-0 and with the knockout in the 135-pound division and gets knockout of the night. Then we move on to the female fight we were talking about a little bit earlier on, the women's fight. Elena Pajamula, 2-1, and taking on Valerie Thurs, who was 1-2 and coming into this fight. And, man, did they bang. Yeah. They were both just taking shots and giving shots. You know, I, I watched that video and stuff. It's like the first round, Valerie was getting hit a lot. Second, third round, I was real surprised. It's like everything Elena was throwing at Val, she was like overcoming, surpassing. You yeah. know, like she tried, you know, she got out of the arm bar, she kept, got on top, pounded on her a bunch. You know, it, was, it, it went both ways. I mean, it was a hard one to call. There was a lot of times in that fight where I thought either A, Valerie was going to go to sleep, or B, the referee was going to stop it. Right. Because she was absolutely just taking shots. And, t- yeah. and the thing is, she's got that style where she just sort of moves forward, chin up. She doesn't bring her head down at all, doesn't roll her shoulder, and just walks straight into her opponent and just eats the shots and tries to throw back. Right. And you can do that when you have a cast iron chin, but sometimes the referee gets a little nervous when that's happening. Especially an amateur. You're not getting paid. And, and women. Yes. Men, unfortunately, have that natural instinct when they see – the women fighting like that. Oh, I got to stop this fight. I got to right. stop. They don't realize that they're double tough. You right. know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Not, not only they can punch each other, but they can have kids too. So what is <laughs> what is Valerie? What does Valerie do from here? She's one in three now. Uh, uh, you know, I just recently talked to her. She wants to get back in the gym. She's going back in Monday morning. Or, you know, start on, from the drawing board. You know, see what she needs to work on and move on from there. Okay, sounds good. Sounds I good. I, I, she's definitely not off the off. She's definitely not a. She's 
going to get back in there. So I should see her coming up soon. Absolutely. And then we and she's training with you guys, right, Diego? Yes, yeah, hey, man. You can't take nothing from Valerie. She's a, she's a killer, man. Absolutely. You know I mean, like there's just certain things you can't teach, and she has that attitude. So she's would, she's give her had some, some time to mature. You know what I mean? And she's had some injuries too, right? Like I think she just went through a pretty bad injury a couple months ago. I, I couldn't tell you, but uh, I just know that. Uh, <coughs> She's very new. Yeah. You know what I mean, so just do, she has a mentality. Let her develop, and I'm absolutely. sure she'll be right back. You know? Absolutely. That's why it's amateurs, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Abs- that's yeah. I wish we had it when I fought. All right. So <laughs> right. moving on to Terrence Saturn and um, Cesar Hernandez, one and four, and Terrence Saturn went into this fight three and zero. Oh. And I really thought, and this is look, look, I have to be objective when I when I analyze these fights. I thought Terrence Saturn was going to walk over Cesar Hernandez. I really, right. really did. <clears throat> so and instead. We get a barn burner. So, Caesar's actual record is three and three. Okay. Or now it's three and four. Okay. But he's, uh, you know, look on Tapology. He's he's had a few fights, and I think there's probably a couple others that are, that are not sanctioned that are not on his record. Right. Tough, tough ass dude. Yeah. Tough. I mean, like, genuinely a tough kid. So I I knew this was going to be a good. Was fight. Was this the fight that got switched up at the last second? Which fight was that? Yes, it is. Okay. It, got, it was gonna be. It was gonna be Gavin Sheehan, and then That's we right. had to. Sw- then he stepped. Then uh, Caesar stepped in and fought the fought the fight. Right. So so to step in last minute, you change opponents against uh, an undefeated three and zero guy, and then to take him to distance and look good in the fight. Obviously, his record doesn't reflect how how good he is as so, an athlete. So as of from now, I, I'm trying to. I'm working on Terrence being a our first 125 pound uh, title fight. Okay. Against? Do we have any ideas? Not yet. But I'm working on it, and that, that'll be up and uh, that'll be up and coming news. Okay. So we move on from there. The TKO Osoyaman Oyola Monlin taking on Kai's Ishun, and we had the TKO in the 175 pound division, 170 pound division as well. Osi's going to be a hard guy to match up in the future because he's such a big 170. He reminds me of Czech Congo when he gets in the cage. Yeah. So those guys fought at a catch weight of 180. Yeah. It's like O.C.'s going to normally fight at 170. Okay. That kid's a beast. He's got such long arms. And you can see out of his, out of his matchup, he can wrestle. Right. He's got a good dominating, you know, top control. Unbelievable. He's kid. got a future in the sport, too, because he's got the look. He's got the character. I mean, he put on, like, a little dance show at the end of the fight oh, doing yeah. different dances. I think he even <laughs> did some Fortnite dances. <laughs> I mean, the guy's obviously crazy. He's funny. He's funny as hell to watch, and he's a tremendous fighter. So I look for big things uh, to happen to him. Now, I want to move on to the next fight, and the reason I want to talk about this fight a little bit, I'm friends with Isaiah Perales, okay? I have respect for Isaiah Perales. We get along great. I think he's a good kid. Um, this fight against Temujin, Uzi, or Sheik got stopped. Way early. And I do believe it was super, super early. He went back, and he did put his hand down, but he immediately was popping back up when the referee stepped in. Yeah, did you think it was an early stoppage, like real bad? Ab- absolutely. I, I, I'm like, what the hell just went on? You know, I, I mean, you know, the referees see a little bit different angle than us. I try not to talk too much shit about the referee because, right. you know, they got a hard job. But, my God, that looked to me like a way early stoppage. That could, that could be – those guys could should run it back. Are, are you going to set it up? I'm going to – I would like to. Do you do you think Orshik's going to want to fight him again? Or is, see, listen, when I was coming up, I, I don't know. my coach used to tell me once you beat a guy, there's no real reason to fight him again. You just sort of move on from that. And I don't know if that's still the mentality. Well, especially in amateurs. I mean, maybe in pros they might see each other right. again. You know what I'm saying? But, like, in amateurs, I feel like – Why go backwards? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you got the win. Maybe it wasn't as pretty as you wanted it to be, but, I mean, you got the, you got the TKO win. So, why, like I said, why go backwards like Michael said? Yeah, I, you know – 
sometimes like when it's such a controversy because the whole crowd the whole crowd went crazy when that when that fight went down and yeah. the, the referee stopped it they, the, there was people booing in the audience the whole audience you know the audience is what feeds our show it's right. like you know we got to make them happy and let them i'm really thinking that we should let them run it back you know and absolutely and i think the crowd would want to see it and yeah. i definitely can tell you that isaiah Perales wants to fight him again absolutely. i just don't know that it's the right move for chic he's got yeah. the tko win i mean what well, yeah what's the point like for him i mean in his eyes you may not get him to run it back i mean yeah, we yeah. could try it but he's you know, a tough I don't know guy he's scrappy you know tim's uh you know he's definitely got a you know he's in the runnings for in the, eventually moving up the steps he gets a few more fights to fight for my 155er absolutely you know so speaking of 155 actually we'll get to that in a second let's move to the 145 pound we are joined in the studio luckily by the 145 pound champ diego bigelow who moved his record to four and two and picked up the strap uh, Diego, before we talk about the fight, which you won, by the way, by split decision, let's talk about your career leading up to this fight. First of all, what brought you into MMA? Um, I, I actually, uh, I've been... You can bring that, bring yeah, that down yeah, to you too, surely, brother. Yeah, I'm a short guy. In the game, <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, no, I've been training since I was about 15 years old. Uh, I walked into a gym in Auburn, Dan and Debbie Lovis. Okay. And uh, I started training with them and uh, I had my first experience at a tournament at Marinobles. And I got a, a brutal taste of what real pace uh, was like. And uh, I decided, yeah, this is kind of where I need to be. And I uh, ended up kicking off a relationship with Dave Marinoble, and I've been there ever since. So. Was that your first foray into martial arts, or were you a martial artist leading up to that, or a Absolutely, wrestler? No, no, no? I wasn't okay. a wrestler. I, was not, I didn't come from any prestigious martial arts background. Wow. And um, I, I just kind of felt like uh, it was something I wanted to try out and do, and I was immediately very, very passionate. And uh it took a long time to uh, get my debut. I just had my debut uh, March of last year, this month last year. And, wow, so you've been super busy. Six yeah, fights in, people, in in a year. Yeah, they, they, wow. I, I, that's what it is. Like it's, it's like shocking to hear, but this has been in the works for many years. So uh, like I said, I'm here I'm, and I'm ready to get it going. So I, when it came back, I was like, it was all or nothing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's what it's been. And uh, like we talked about earlier, you're fighting out of a, a tremendous gym. Dave Marinoble doesn't get the respect that he deserves in the mixed martial arts community. You hear guys talk about Winkle John and all these other guys that are trainers. But Dave Marinoble just sort of sits in Roseville, California and makes champions. Because he's not out there tr campaigning for, for re like fighters to come to him. You right. know what I mean? Uh, I think it was like 10 professional champions that he's, he's, uh, right. he's, he's birthed. And... Uh, and um, but like, the guys have come and left, you know what I mean? Right. And, and more often than not, you don't hear about them again after right. they've left, you know what I mean? And uh, whether that's a lifestyle change or, or like going to another camp, I don't think it really matters. You know, you, you just don't. It's a different book to learn from. Absolutely. You know I mean? and I, we have it. Not many people so do. You have Dave over there. You have Tracy. You have Max to roll with. Who are some of the guys that you roll with, that you train with on a daily basis that helped you get ready for this fight? Um, yeah, I, obviously, Julius. Julius is one of my main sparring partners. Uh, I, I actually uh, get a lot of work in with uh, – I got cross-training with MMA Gold. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they've been real helpful and accepting, and, and uh, they've, they've let me come in and spar with all their guys. Dave Hirschbein's team Absolutely. over there. Yeah. They've been very, very welcoming of me. Um, Anthony and Max are kind of our bridge to over there. Yeah. And and, uh, and I've also started working with Cassio's Cassio wearing jiu-jitsu. Oh, man. He's yeah. been around forever. Man, so I got, a, I got a good, like, circle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and um, uh, it's just a good community where I'm at. You know what I mean? It's, so you advocate 
training at a couple different camps Absolutely. and learning from this person. And, le- and I think that's the way it should be. Absolutely. Some of these people get locked into these camps and I don't want to go train here because I'm training here, but you can always learn something else. We saw the big blow up when, um, you know, Uriah and TJ and TJ went to train with, yeah. with Ludwig and it was like this big, huge issue. But in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with going and cross training. That's, that's where the growth is found. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And my coach encourages it. Dave Marinoble, a world class. I mean, people say he's a world class striking coach. No, Dave Marinoble is a complete martial artist. Right. You know what I mean? He can. I, I didn't need to go to Cassio's necessarily. You but when you're a mean? kung fu god, people yeah, say that yeah, about yeah, you. People, yeah, people say like, oh, he's a kung fu master. You know what I mean? For sure, like, he is. But uh, like I said, we like we have we have we. Have, I didn't need to go anywhere else. But right. I, but he encouraged it. I went out and I was accepted by these other gyms and and. Uh, and it's made me better in a very, very short amount of time. Absolutely. So. And you're a tremendous athlete, tremendous fighter. Thank We're so super much. proud of the, the display that you put on last weekend yeah. or a couple weekends ago. Um, let me ask you this, though, before we move on to your fight, because you talk about training with Julius a lot. That's your main partner, yes, obviously sir. one of your best friends. Yes, sir. Does it affect you more to see him lose a big fight than it does when you lose a fight? Oh, for surely. Yeah, yeah. man. It's, 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 it sucks. You know, I've been, I've been choked out on stage. I've, I've been, I've been out wrestled for three rounds uh, and I never felt as bad about my own losses than I did seeing him lose. Cause you know, he's like, like all these guys, anybody who does this, they give everything. To Absolutely. It, you know what I mean, they work in full time. They got kids. They, yeah. They're doing this, doing that. I, like we're putting in blood rounds. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how many times we hurt each other in the gym or, or go into other gyms, get hurt by them. You know what I mean? Like, we're giving all of it to this, so it's, it's definitely yeah. for surely disappointing and, and upsetting to see him uh, not uh, achieve, attain his goal. But it, nonetheless, it, I still have immense confidence. In and, him. He'll and, and he'll be back, hundred percent. Be back. Facts, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. So, and he's uh, coming off two huge it's not like fights. He lost to a slouch. Yeah, yeah. Savage. Some you know bum, I mean? Michael yeah. Bueno, whoever <laughs> that is. Um, okay, so but before we saw. Julius lose that fight. We had a, a, a co-main event. It was your fight, Diego Bigelow taking on Ian Masloff. And I heard you earlier. Look, when I, I listened to everything. And when I came into the studio and I was talking to Deborah, I heard you over there saying that you were kind of sleeping on Ian just a little bit. Oh, for sure. Like you thought you were just going to trounce him, right? Yeah, I've, I've fought some pretty, pretty. I've fought some pretty athletic guys and and uh, some some real good strikers, some real good. Uh, ground guys and, right. and and i've been in there like in the mix so uh, when i looked at ian i saw his past performances uh, i was impressed i thought he had a good ground game I, I thought he was always looking for something i knew he was dangerous uh but i just did not expect him to walk me down like that you know what I yeah. mean? like he was just very robotic he like I, you know i rely on my movement a lot and uh I make guys make distance mistakes a lot, and, and when you his lack of movement ended up being like a kryptonite in a way. Like he, right. he just like he just dumbed down the fight to where we're gonna I'm gonna walk you down no matter what you throw at me or where you right. move. Your movement's not gonna keep me from hitting you, and yeah. that's what he did. And then I was like kicking me in the head and stuff. Like <laughs> where, where did that come from? You know what I mean? Right. I just it had no I it just. It wasn't a, like a disrespectful sleeping. I just Absolutely. truly believed that my skill set was was far. Your style your was also gonna trump his yeah, style. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. like all, by like zero to ten, you know what I mean? I, I that's really where my mind. How was much at. did it throw you off when he just walked you down? Oh man, when I was getting held <laughs> up against Cage like that, I was, it was like shocking how strong he was. I was gonna say he looked like you, like he was stronger than you thought yeah, he was gonna be. Yeah, like, yeah, you could see it on my face in the fight. Like what? I totally yeah. reevaluated well, well, my position. Welcome to Barrier Combat. Man, <laughs> Steve, Steve out here trying to kill. Me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but yes, but but he told me like, he kept me dueling. It's not like he didn't tell me. He's like, no, he's a savage, man. You know what I mean? Don't sleep on him. And uh, like I said, I just I reevaluated my position in the fight and uh, I made the adjustments. I think and uh, like I said, all I could think about were those two takedowns at the end of the fight. I didn't think about my reversals or the strikes right. I threw from the top side. You know what I mean? But uh, I, I'm confident that I won the fight. You know what I mean? Did you? 
Did you make those adjustments on the fly, or did you talk about them in the corner with your coach? It was my coaches. They're getting on me. They're like, you know, my, Tracy, like, uh, you know, Dave Marinova was my head coach. Right. Tracy is a, Skates, ta- he's yep. a t- tactician. You know, yeah. he's a tactician. Tracy's my boy, man. Yeah, you know, Tracy, <laughs> man, Tracy, man. He's, he's crazy. He, he can put, but he, like, he's very good at breaking down, like, uh, my opponents. And, and we had a very good game plan going in. I didn't execute very well. Like I said, the fact But that, that also had a lot to do with the way he way, fought. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, uh, but like in midway, he's like, dude, you need to get busy. It doesn't matter that he's walking you down. You need to get busy. You know what I mean? You can't be sitting here standing in front of him, looking at him. We're having like a staring <laughs> contest for like the first three minutes of the fight. Right. You know what I mean? And, uh, Shamrock uh, Seven. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, throw some punches. Slap you know what dude. I mean? So, yeah, it definitely did take like some, some get off the cage. Right. Double step out. You know what I mean? Get those underhooks. You know what I mean? And, uh, it, it was a, it was a, it was a after I got in the cage thing though. You feel you won the fight for surely, absolutely, yeah. for surely. I'm, I, 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 I was the f- better fighter. You know what I mean. When, when you talk about earlier on when you guys were having the staring contest for three minutes, <laughs> does it affect you when the crowd boos a little bit because there's no action? Does that get into your head? Do you even hear it? Uh, a little bit, but no. No, nah, not at all. I don't care. None of these dudes are in the cage, though. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you get in the cage, yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. You want to get knocked do, out? It's yeah. so yeah. funny to me, all these guys in the crowd that would never fight, never been in a fight, and they're booing you because you're trying to find your range. You're trying to find your distance. Yeah. I want to see how he's moving his legs. Can I kick him? Can I? You know what I mean? And they don't yeah. get that. They don't understand it's a chess match. Yeah. But you go on. You win the fight. You're the 145-pound champion. What do you think won you the fight? Um, ability to adjust? It was my ability to adjust. Yeah. I, th- I think... Uh, like I said, at the end of the fight, all I can think about is this dude taking me down with two solid ass takedowns. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, but I, I didn't take it. When I rewatching the fight, like I never stayed on my back for more than a few moments. He didn't do anything to me from the top side. And I, after reversing, I was active. You know what I mean? Not as active as I like to be. I still think I could have done way better in that performance. But uh, uh, some external factors. You know what I mean? I make no excuses. But uh, I think at the, I think at the end of the day, I beat him on my worst day. And if he had been my best day, I think it would have been even worse. So, wow. Respectfully. You know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Respectfully. So, uh, they talked a little bit like they thought maybe they had won the fight. Um, has there been any back and forth since no, then? No, no. Ian was a class act. I really have a lot of respect for Ian. He's like the nicest guy I've ever fought. You know what I mean? Uh, and I've been cool with everybody that I've ever fought. And he's a Smash mean? Fighter, Gym Fighter. Yeah, I mean, we, Rudy Ott Fighter. Great. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was cool, you know? And, and he told me that, uh, like, he was like, oh, you're stud. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Enjoy it. It was very close. You yeah. know what I mean? But I, if you look at the uh, from the perspective of a fight, like, right. you can't lay on me and say you won the fight. Do you know, uh, from what I hear, didn't uh, uh, Marinovals fight uh, Rudy Ott? Yeah, yeah, one for one. Yeah. One for one was what I heard. Yeah, one and one, yeah. Um, okay, so I think I know the answer to this because we spoke about it a little bit earlier on. But what if Ian comes to you and says, hey, I, wanna, I want another shot? You know, I'll, I'll be real with you. Um, from an amateur perspective, you know what I mean? I have plans uh, to go far beyond the amateur. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, circuit but um i fought somebody twice i've made my point with with what can happen when right. i lose i got choked out by samuel james i came back and tko'd him so, right like i said and i dominated that fight before i even lost it you know yeah. what i mean so um i think a lot of people slept in my ground game before this fight they didn't quite understand that i do have an iq on the ground and um I'm not just, you can't just get me. You know right, I mean? right. You, just, you have to, you either take <laughs> We my, saw that. Yeah, you got to take my neck or just totally destroy me. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's, that's the only time that I've ever lost. So. so that was a roundabout way of saying, no, I won't fight him again right now. Uh, nah, maybe in the not, pros if you guys run into each other. Maybe would be the pros. I, yeah. but, but like I said, it's not from, it's not from like, oh, I, I don't want to fight him just because. I get it. I, I just, I, I we talked about that already. Yeah, I absolutely. Learn, you know what I mean? I, I want to fight some. No super, reason to go backwards, yeah. as, as Michael Bueno said earlier yeah. on. So we cut. Ian Masloff out of the out of the equation. 
is there anybody you're looking at that you want to fight or is there anybody trying to call you out right now if there is i, I don't know about it but like but um I'm sure there's a lot of guys who 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 want it. You know what I mean? There's tough dudes everywhere. And they can fucking mean? get it, right? Yeah, they can all get it. You know what I <laughs> mean? So, uh, but that's just. But like I said, it's all it's all love. It's all respect. So, you know, I'm not gonna go wilding out on 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 the on the uh -oh, on the mic. So, well, here we go. <laughs> but, well, you know, I might as well throw it out there now. So you're uh, you're you're defending against uh, uh, Eugenio Garcia from Napa. In our next show, in our next show, is that uh, Napa Valley MMA or it's, what is it? Uh, it's a Napa Fight Sport. Napa Fight Sport. But I think Eugenio now is actually uh, NorCal Fight Alliance. Oh, Dave Terrell. Cool. One yeah, I got some savage over there. Much respect. I'm, I'm cool. Carlos. Yeah. So I think he's. Uh, four, I think he's. His record's four and zero now. He's uh, the one forty five fifty one fifty champ right now. He's okay. four and zero. I think he's four and zero. Nah, now, nah. He's not four and zero. He lost to your boy. Didn't he lost to? Uh, um, uh, I like it when fighters know the records Sal of the people yeah, in their division. Salasorio Sal Sal beat the shit out of him, and then my boy Julius beat the shit out of him. So, like, respectfully, you're gonna call me out, bro. And you lost two. The only good guys in the fight up. So he's uh, no, he's three. He's three and three three and one then. No, that if he lost twice, he's got to be. No, no Julius. He didn't fight Julius in an no. MMA fight. He fought Julius in an IKF no, fight. Oh, okay. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, because he he fought. I don't even know Julius kickbox. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Julius, Julius stays active, man. Yeah. He's wild. <laughs> okay, so so is that official, or have you guys agreed to this yeah, fight? Yeah, if, if they want to do it, let's get it. Like I said, I got to defend this belt at least once. So Eugenio Garcia, so. Diego Bigelow, and that North Bay face-off five, or what are we looking at here? Yeah, in June, yep. So there you go. We we just announced that fight. Cool. 145-pound title. Let's get it. Um, So... Are you taking a rest now that you won the belt, or did you just jump right back in the gym? Oh, I'd say, yeah, dude, I've been in the gym, but um, I, you know, I stayed my my road work stayed up. But I've been I've been on the stakes, man. You ran all the way here from Sacramento, <laughs> man, right? I, Got I your miles like, in. Man, I, I didn't want to brag, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but no, I, yeah, I've been eating good this week. Just just taking my I, I was kicking Ian's tree trunk for legs, and I was kicking those things. I was trying to chop them down, they just wouldn't go. But, and my leg ended up probably getting hurt worse. So I was like limping out. My I was like driving home, and my leg was locking up, my foot was locking up. I was like, oh man, give me some coconut water. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy but uh yeah dude ian was tough you know what i mean yeah. so much much love and respect to ian and, and his coach and his team they they gave me way more than i bargained great fight. for that night way more fight. than i bargained for so well, congratulations thank you're you the 145 much. pound champ thank you sir it's gonna stay that way yeah absolutely uh who are some of your uh influences who'd you look up to as a man, fighter man, oh. and you can't listen you can't go max griffin oh. fluffy hernandez <laughs> it's got to be guys away from your yeah. squad oh man one of my biggest motivations outside of obviously the the guys that i'm around is i'm a huge michael chandler fan oh nice okay like, religiously he's not even the ufc you know what i mean yeah. but like he's a bellator champ you know what i mean dude he's a he is a monster. Everything yeah. about Michael Chandler, I respect his mindset, I respect his lifestyle, I respect how he is as a person and his work ethic and obviously his performances. So. His workout routines, Ooh, like dude, like, dude, like, crazy, like, bro, it's crazy, man. <laughs> Goals for surely makes you want to totally makes you feel like such a beta male when you see him train. Like, man, I would never want to stand across from that dude. Like <laughs> at this level, you know what I mean? We got to pick it up. <laughs> Sure. All right, so we're going to come back and talk to Diego in a few minutes, but I want to move on to the 155-pound title. Uh, and actually, there was two titles on the line. There was three belts involved in this fight, but only two of them were on the line. One of them was Michael Bueno's title, and then the other one was um, the California State title, which was vacant at that time, the lightweight title. So Michael Bueno is here with us. He moves to 5-2 and two with his split decision victory over Julius Wright, who is teammates with Diego Bigelow, who we've been speaking with. 
Michael, how do you feel to be the 155-pound champ? Two, two belts. Man, it feels good. I'm not going to lie. It feels real good. It wasn't an easy fight, I'll tell you that. Shit, it was, it was a dog fight for sure, but it feels really good, man. Hard work's paying off. Listen, I didn't take anything away from you on the last show. They asked me who I thought was going to win the fight. I said Julius Wright. <laughs> and I know I think I think you probably heard that because when I saw you at the show, you were sort of a dick to me. And I was sort of, I was sort of <laughs> like, I was like, this dude doesn't want to talk to me because I talk shit on the podcast. But no, and I did say it could go either way because I think you're both monsters. Um, I just, listen, I'm a Sacramento guy. So that's, you know. I, I respect it. But I respect listen, it. man, you went in there and you fucking looked good. You <laughs> really you, did. Thank it was you, a man. great I, fight. Um, walk us through what you think won you that fight. Um, just honestly, um, me keeping my distance and being uh, really te- uh, technical and like just keeping my long distance, throwing a lot of kicks. I knew if I can keep him back with kicks and everything, I was gonna be able to control the fight really good. Absolutely. But like, um, I'm not gonna lie, he's he's quick, man. He's really so quick. Fast, oh my yeah. god, I couldn't get a good shot on him. <laughs> <laughs> so did he? Did he? We talked with Diego, and he was saying how his opponent kind of came out different. Do you feel like Julius came out and did what you thought he was going to do as far as the way he fought? Maybe a little quicker than you thought he'd be, but did he was his style what you thought it was going to well, be? I, I pretty much figured that it was going to be a stand-up fight for the most part because, you know, for the most part, he, he doesn't have boring fights. They're all... Right, they're all exciting. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I knew we were kind of, kind of going to, like, bang it out. So I was kind of just preparing for that. Like, I figured that he was going to think I was going to box more, so that's why I was, like, focusing on my kicks and everything. So uh, I just wanted to establish that at first. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Michael, the kickboxer now. All of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Julius is fighting IKF. Are you? Do you have any plans to do any kickboxing fights, well, or have I, you? I, I'm actually one to know. There you IKF, go. Yeah. So. Who's a, and you train in the same squad when you when you fight. Uh, well, I, I, originally I was training with Dan Black when I, when I was doing my IKS. My man, I love yeah. that dude. But now I'm training actually at El Nino with um, DK, my, my striking coach. Okay. Yeah. So, how have you evolved as a fighter since swapping teams? Um, tremendously, honestly, like just with everybody at like El Nino and everything, because they got really good strikers and then uh, really good wrestlers. So like, I already was good at jujitsu, so I just need to like work on my wrestling and like uh, kickboxing and boxing, like. Moving over to there, like, really, like, changed my game for, like, me, Joe, and Sal and everything. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, I train with Nick and Nate forever and Gilbert here and there. And so I always call them the legendary El Nino Training Center. Everybody always gives me shit. But my co-host on my podcast, Leslie, trains over there. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, so that's, those are my people over there. So obviously you come at it. So it was funny because when I said on the podcast that I thought Julius might win the fight, Leslie actually talked a little shit to me. So, <laughs> you know, your team was there. They, they had your back. They were talking for you. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you've got two belts now so here's the issue not only are you going to have these norcal fighters like diego's going to have norcal fighters looking him up now and you're going to have norcal fighters looking you up but these socal fighters and these central california fighters are all going to be looking you up because you got that california state title so 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 just speaking on taking off on that note right there so i I was on the phone saturday with uh, david dank and he's the one that's been working with me my man he's he's been we've been working together about setting up these uh, state title fights bringing Southern California fighters up to fight the Northern California fighters. Listen, I think it's just SoCal fighters don't want no smoke no, with the North California. Uh, <laughs> they don't get it, bro. You know, it's uh, it's, it's all here, about man. exposure and bringing, you know, different fighting styles, different schools and stuff. And it's like Deborah and I have been really, really pushing. We've flown up fighters. Like uh, uh, when uh, Bueno's uh, teammate, Joe Crop, fought for me before. Crop Scott. He gets hey, mad when you say it wrong. Choked him out, too. Choked him out. Hey, yeah, you remember, <laughs> was, so we actually, flew, we actually flew, flew him up from San Diego. We were actually trying to work with all these fighters and exposing the different fight opportunities, too. You know, different promotions. Uh, and 
I think it's a star spar that's going to be coming up real soon. Bar star, yeah. They're going to ha they're having a one fifty five elimination match. That the winner of that is going to be challenging Michael. Okay, nice. Who do we know any of the names in that tournament? Yeah, I don't know off the okay, top of my head, okay. but I'll, you know, I'll, we'll hit up David Dankin and find out what's yeah, going we'll, on with we'll, that. We'll post that up because it'll be announced. Google, Google, it'll be announced. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll find out. So I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Diego. Now that he's mentioned that, that you may have to go against one of these SoCal, or you will have to go against. Uh, is there anybody up here or anybody on your radar that you're looking to fight? Uh, no, not really. I'm just you know ready to just whoever exactly ready to fight <laughs> whoever steve sets me up against pretty much for the most part absolutely so we asked diego i'm gonna ask you the same questions what got you into mixed martial arts uh originally um i used to watch a lot of like um what is that uh kickboxer with uh john claude oh yeah you dennis know, alexio yeah, sacramento you know, zone yeah. you know yeah. so like I, I got into that a lot watching rocky and everything so like <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, yeah, that, that influenced me a lot. And then uh, my cousin Johnny, he actually introduced me to UFC, so I started watching that with him. And then um, okay. I walked into Team Santos, started doing jiu-jitsu, told John I wanted to start fighting, and then he set me up with the right people and everything. So you've been with Team Santos since the very beginning of your career. Pretty much, yeah. I've been with them since I was like 20 years old, so going on... Like, a year, maybe? No, <laughs> going on like eight eight years with them. Nice. Yeah. It's not, and we talked about Diego switching teams a little bit here and there and you switch from dan black from kickboxing but not as far as mma goes you kind of stuck with the same teams other than also training with yeah and i still talk to dan and everything we're all cool and everything yeah. so like we, we can cross train and everything so yeah. who were some of your influences then oh well obviously michael chandler i i, I follow him he's he's well, just he's a, a, he's a chandler he, love he, fest he, at Bay Area combat beast, man. You, you have to watch here. his you have to watch his uh work, work ethic and um gsp obviously he's just uh he's just a stud um great wrestler just great striker too and um nick and nate you know yeah <laughs> that's the homies so let me ask you a oh, question and, and, and i can't forget the homie uh gilbert melendez Gil, you know, yeah gil know, Striking it out with uh, Diego Sanchez, you know, that little battle in the Ooh. middle of the ring that one time. Yeah. Speaking of Diego Classic. Sanchez, did you see him oh mop God. up Mickey Gall that the other crazy. night, dude? That was supposed to happen, though. You know yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. Mickey Gall, listen, listen, let me, okay, you know what? That's a good fucking question for both you guys. How pissed off were you guys to see Mickey Gall, who had only fought one time in his life? Actually, I don't think he'd fought at all. Just walk right into the UFC. That, that's crazy. Wow. I mean. Does he have a lot of fight fans or what? And no, I mean, they, they needed somebody that they thought CM Punk could beat. But you can't. But there was nobody that CM Punk could beat. So. Whatever, you can't hit on him, you know? Yeah, yeah, money. He's, he's, exactly. on, he's, he's, on, he's doing his thing, cool, yeah. but from, from a personal perspective. But as far as looking at the whole sport, that takes away from real ones. Yeah, absolutely. True. You know what I mean? But I'm not a And hater, then he so. gets a fight against <laughs> Diego Sanchez and just absolutely gets humiliated on pay-per-view. So. OG had a show him what's up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you guys this. Some you just mentioned GSP. don't, though. After seeing Tyrone. Woodley's performance is GSP the best welterweight in the world right now still oh I think so yeah what do you think Diego oh he could fight anybody in the top 10 how right old does now. he have to get before he loses oh I don't know well he's <laughs> retired now isn't he yeah, yeah but everybody's still calling him the goat now after what happened the other night so future for you how let me ask you this how long do you see yourself sticking around in camo slash amateur before you move on to pro um, honestly, I want to uh, do like a couple more like kickboxing fights and maybe actually get into a couple of boxing, uh, amateur boxing fights and everything nice. before I actually turn pro because obviously once you turn pro, there's no going back. So I just want to get like a little more striking experience and everything. So it's so crazy because in mixed martial arts, you guys might have 10, maybe 12 Amy fights and then you'll move on. Boxers, I mean, they'll 300 fights oh before God. they ever Lomachenko, turn pro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Um, what made you decide? It, at any point did you want to be a boxer and not an MMA fighter 
Well, yeah, at first, like, when, um, mm. yeah, because when I used to watch Rocky and everything, like, that was, like, <laughs> you know, that was big back then, uh, Mike Tyson and all that, and, um, UFC really wasn't coming up until, like, honestly, until my, my cousin Johnny showed me that, and then I was like, oh, I actually like this wrestling, submissions, you can elbow people, it's like, God, yeah, cool, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's funny, I interviewed Mike Tyson on my podcast, and we said, if, MMA had been around when you started. Would you be? He's like, I already was. He's like, I was biting people. I was trying to break their arms. He's like, I already was an MMA fighter. He was hilarious, dude. Let me ask you guys this: one forty-five, one fifty-five. What if we put together a one fifty champion versus champion super fight? Oh shit, man! We're gonna have to get it. I guess. Honestly, I don't know if I can get down to one fifty. I would be fat at one fifty. Already have enough. Makes me look great. I'm hard enough time getting down to one fifty-five, man. Yeah. So I'll ask you the same question I asked uh, Mr. Bigelow over here. If Julia said, hey, I want to run it back one more time, what would you say? I mean, yeah, but like like I said, um, I don't know about an amateurs. For sure, I'd definitely do it in the pros, no doubt about it. But like an amateurs, no, like, you know, wait till we get paid, you know? Yeah, I wanna, absolutely. I want to get paid. <laughs> you hear that, Steve Barnett? They want to get paid. I'm not, I, I, just wanna, I hear that, too. <laughs> I wanna, hey, you know if it's going to be a battle, I want to get paid, especially <laughs> if I already know it's going to be a – like, I already went into a battle with you once, so, like, if yeah. we're going to go to a battle again, I kind of want – I want to get money. Well, Diego paid. said that he feels like on his that if he was on his best day and he was in his best form, that the fight with Ian might not have been as close. Do you feel the same way with Julius? Do you feel like did Julius get the best Michael Bueno on February twenty third? I believe so. I mean, uh, honestly, I, I already knew it was just going to be a quick fight. I mean, honestly, if I if I didn't catch him with like a shot or anything, I I just knew it was going to be like a a long tough fight. Some real shit right there. That's Absolutely, answer, man. Absolutely. So. Go ahead. So check this out. Something that I didn't. I, I don't broadcast who's who's coming, who's my special guest and stuff. But I'll tell you right now, you, there, I had a, one, a guest in the audience that was like from one of the biggest, second biggest organizations in the whole uh, United States right uh -huh. now. So you guys are already making notice. People are checking you guys out already. I'm glad so, to hear that. Yeah. I, I just want to. I just want to represent like my corner and my Sacramento and, and myself like the best. So you know what I mean. If I can convince people that I'm for real, then that's what I'm trying to do. So thank you, Steve. Yep, absolutely. Um, what do you guys think of? I mean, listen, this is a Bay Area Combat podcast, so I got to ask you this question. You guys have fought for other organizations. What is it? Do you guys like fighting for Bay Area Combat? I mean, obviously, you're going to have to say yes, but it's truly like be, give us an honest answer because we really want to know the truth. Like, how does it how does it compare to fighting for other organizations? Well, honestly, that's why I keep fighting for Steve. It's everything is really professional. He has everything like pretty much on time for the most part. Like the, the setup and everything is really cool. Like the lighting, he you can tell that he actually puts effort into making like ring the announcers show. fucking amazing. Exactly. Yeah. He, you just tell he puts <laughs> effort into like making like the show legit. Like because you go to other shows and you're like fighting and like. Gymnasium, exact gymnasium yeah. Yeah. with the lights 50 on. Fifty people. There's like, like a hole in the yeah, wall. Exactly. Yeah, fights breaking out in the audience. And there's <laughs> always. It seems like Napa draws people. Like there's always a ton of people at these fights. Dude, it's yeah, all I mean, about pinkies up, nose in the air, drink that wine. Ex <laughs> all my fans love coming out there. I mean, I, I sold over like I think like sixty-five tickets last, wow. last show. Yeah, so like, uh, where don't you, mind. Where, where's your fan base from? San Lorenzo, Castro Valley, Hayward. So it's, people it's a from little Tracy. Yeah, 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 so they, they they come out. So I mean. Enjoy it. Diego sold what uh, two tickets? Man, it was. It's, uh, I'll be, <laughs> I'm I'll be real. I'll I'm be, messing with nah, you. Nah, nah, it's, it's real though. You know what I mean? I was coming from Sacramento. You know what I mean? It's it, far. It, it's, it's it was crazy too because I also felt bad because there ended up being like quite a group from Marinobles. But it's hard for you, man, because you got four or three or four Marinobles fighters on this card, yeah. and your guys are all kind of trying to sell to the yeah, same and, fan base. And, and, and none of us wanted to like uh, step, step on, on the other yeah. five. You know what I mean? Like even we, me and Julius were selling tickets. Like we actually like split. 
like that's that's sales. so smart like, you're yeah. like hey bro i got two over here bro yeah. you can grab the other two you know what i mean and uh but it was it was not my best night but like i said people are gonna start it will uh, be now it will man people you come home with that gold and all of a sudden people want to buy man. tickets yeah, yeah. but no uh, like i said that panda cup that i'm, I'm the champion at too they run a, a, an awesome show but it does an amazing job absolutely uh so it, if if i'm talking about you know in comparison some of the other organizations i fought at one specifically uh it's night and day both these organizations you yeah know what I mean? hey, it's, yeah I, I agree with you You know it's something i, I really got if like hats off the bubble and uh, uh anthony bivens and stuff is that we're not comp- competing against each other. You're helping we're, each other. It's clear. It's you know, clear that that's the goal. And you, you know, and the thing is, is like, I hope that we start a, a, a trend with this instead of competing against each other, helping each other out. Yeah, you're promoting and, like the, the fight shows. Yeah, each other's fight shows because for the most can, part. There's a lot. There's a lot. Big piece of the pie. All of us can get a chunk of as far as like the promotion, the making ticket sales, the fighters, and when these guys are trying to get each other's throats and try to screw each other over, it's not good for the fighters. First, most. Yeah, it's not. It's not good for the promotions and so. You are, know. are the fans, man? Yeah, people like watching fights, man. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this: If you weren't a fighter, what would Michael Bueno be doing with his life right now? Um, pretty much the same same stuff I'm doing right now. Just beating people up in the streets. Yeah, I mean, no, man. <laughs> I, I work uh, 40 hours a week. I do um, HVAC. I'm in local 467, so like I do that, and then I'm, I'm going to school too because I'm an apprentice still. And I'm training at the same time. I hate so. you, dude. You're just like too much motivation now. That's yeah. crazy, man. On the grind constantly. Did you walk into work on Monday morning with your belts on? No, honestly, uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, on Sunday, I already. The I, champ I, is here. I, I had to tell my boss, like, man, hey, my, my legs messed up. I, I barely can walk, man. Throwing those kicks, I was just throwing them in there on Julius. I didn't care if he checked them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to win this fight, well, so I was just throwing. Looking them in like there. Anderson Silva, legs just hanging. <laughs> my, my thing was just swollen, so I, I told him how to take it off, and then uh, I came in on Tuesday, and obviously, yeah, I bring the belt in. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. What about you, man? What would you be doing if you weren't a fighter right now, Diego? Man, well, I'm a full time fighter now thank uh thankful to, to my uh very uh close supporters family and friends and um like i said people who have uh, allowed me to give everything to the sport right now but yeah in all honesty because of the stability and and uh what the sport's done for me personally i'd probably be an erratic mess without the sport <laughs> you know? and, and i have been you know what i mean I, I left the gym and did the the uh 50-hour weeks, 40-hour weeks, and, and it broke me. You know yeah. I, mean? I just didn't have the character to, to, to try to train and work. You know right. what I mean? I don't, like I said, I respect the, sh- the shit out of you it for sucks, being able bro. to do that. It's, it sucks, man. It's hard, man. You know what I mean? But I knew that it just to be personally, because of how I am, my attention can go, in, go into one thing. You know right. I mean? So I knew that if I was going to uh, start a campaign in mixed martial arts, it would have to be by my lonely doing it 100 percent. you know what i mean so yeah. uh, i train six days a week spend one whole day with my son and get back to it the next day well, so. shit you're a father man see man, that's hard I mean, I'm, I'm not a father man that's I, you know how hard that i already know how hard that not yet but you got two belts but, but now that, you're yeah, gonna have all right, kinds hey, of kids bro, a few months right yeah you could get caught slipping one of these days that. my girl my girl don't want no kids yet man yeah. Oh, but, is that your girl no, over no, there? That's, oh, that, that's girl. your girl yeah, over there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I just got you in trouble. Yeah, I, yeah, I nah, get hit with a high yeah. heel in the back yeah. of my head or something. <laughs> but um, no, that's what it is though. You know. But I, I have to. I have to like. You know, just being a father in general. Like you know, I'm in constant question of if I'm doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm taking. I'm taking. Um, like you know, comfort from my family not being the sole provider. You know right. what I mean? It's not. It's not a game for me. You know what I mean? People don't. People don't understand. Like my my family is suffering. You know what I mean? Like we're 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 in a bad place. Uh, leading up to this fight, like I said, I'm not gonna get into it and cry yeah. about it all day. But um, 
Dude, we're in a bad place, man. Financially, uh, uh, medically, all that type of stuff. You know, this, this shit adds up. It takes a toll on your life. And um, if, if you're not fully invested, it, you just might well pull out of fights. You know Does that mean? affect your mindset when people ask you about turning pro do you think For i surely. need to turn pro quicker oh i i've been i've been i've been sitting in my room and i'll like like just have a breakdown and like throw something and be like i need to turn pro now you know what i mean like I, and but but i know i have the right people in my life in, in coaches that will tell me when it's the proper time yeah because if you go too soon then the money that that you would be making might be left on the table yeah. because you're not ready for those fights. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah. going to put it out there right now. I have a very clear goal for where I want this to go. I want to get signed by a really big organization from the jump. Right. You know what I mean? From the jump. I'm talking Bellator. I'm Respect talking, that, man. You know Respect, what I mean? Yeah. One, one FC. You know what I mean? All the, I, like, I, I'll be real. The UFC is really the last thing on my mind. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's cool. That's, that just, but it just seems so distant that I don't even, like... You're giving yourself a more attainable goal yes, in your eyes. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? I, and I feel like uh, with my skill set and what I'm able to bring to the table and how I'm developing, I'm continually. I, I really believe that was my worst night. You know what I mean? And um, by last Saturday, so it, I I will get the attention of these big organizations, and I think it'd be good for them to sign me early. You know what I mean? Right. So I just got to keep performing, keep showing up, keep taking tough fights. Well, I could tell you this, man. Listen, on behalf of Barry Combat and obviously me as a fight fan, because I like watching you fight. I love fights, man. That's why I fought forever, and then I became a ring announcer because I want to sit cage side for watching you guys, the younger guys coming up it's that free, are hungry. Man. It's free, right? And you, yeah, and I get to see these guys. That you guys are fighting because you want to fucking fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I love watching it, but I got to tell you, man, we're all pulling for you, bro, and I, I appreciate you being open and honest like that. Thanks and so I, I know that the fight community is is tight-knit, and – I mean, I'm sure if you just ask, man, people are going to help you, bro. And and you've shown your willingness to work hard to try to get to where you want to be. So I'm proud of you, man. And, you I, so and much, I know man. everyone else is, too. It means the world, bro. It really does. Yeah, you're a beast, bro. Thank I watched you, your brother. fight, man. Yeah. I watched it. I appreciate savage, it, man. man. We trying to get it, bro. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, That's great, man. I... It's sad to hear that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I'm glad that you're strong enough that you're getting through it and that you're yeah. working on and, it. And the people around me are strong enough to get through it, you know what yeah. I mean? Because that's, really that's really the secret to me showing up is the people around me being willing and believing in me. The supporters, and, man, the yeah. supporters. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Really, just Without the supporters, man, we couldn't. What is this? Exactly. We what couldn't do it. We Absolutely. Couldn't do it. You know what I love about this right now? You fought one of his close friends and teammates. <laughs> You beat him for the belt, and you guys, I walked in here, and you guys were over there like old friends, you yeah. know what I mean, talking, you know, sharing secrets, sharing stuff that in your lives, and it's cool, man, because you guys, it's not about what team you're on, it's about the fact that you're both fighters, you're both shooting for the same goal, and you respect each other for yes, it. Sir. All respect, man. All, all respect. love, always. Absolutely. So, same question for you, I guess. Um, actually, I have another question for you. I want to ask you this question. If you could train with one person, for the rest of your career that you thought they said you can only train with one person what person is going to get you to where you want to be honestly man I, I i just keep training with my boy joe man <laughs> me and my boy joe man well to the soil man you know like i don't know me and me and joe started off with each other and everything like just banging it out in the back with just me and <laughs> me and him and at team santos we had nothing really it just we made the best of it man so yeah Man, I, I can't believe that you go to school, work a full time job, and train and win belts. I absolutely I don't hey, like you. I don't think I like you. Man. I don't like him. Mayweather said it: hard work and dedication. I think you're man. so fucking cool, Michael Bueno. <laughs> nah, man, I just don't have time to do anything else. Literally, nothing else. I yeah. Come home, I have to go to the gym, work out, and get it in. Run. 
if it doesn't promote growth, we don't want it. Exactly. I'm not partying or anything, really. I mean, I might drink a few beers. I'm not going to lie. I like IPAs and hazy IPAs and stuff. But other than that, I'm, I'm not really partying, man. What do you drink? I smoke a shit ton of weed. <laughs> <That's about it. laughs> Come on. Everybody does. Sacramento yeah, fighters, that, though. That's it, though. You know, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't... Recovery, not, man. Yeah, recovery. It, you know what I mean? But, but like I say, it's not that I don't drink. It's just that every time I do, how much, I, I always fuck up. <laughs> how much more weed do the NorCal fighters go through than the, so, than the SoCal fighters? Yeah, this is NorCal. It's got to be pounds, you know dude. Just pounds. I mean, uh, honestly, I was smoking on the way up here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I, I was worried I was going to get anxiety before. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, like, overthinking my answers and shit. Like, keep it cool, bro. You know? <laughs> getting nervous so i sparked another one (laughs) all right man well listen barry combat appreciate you guys your flagship steve's gonna talk in a minute but your flagship of our company now deborah and steve barnett's their company actually i'm just the announcer but you're the flagship now you guys the the lightweight title holder the 145 title holder everybody's going to be looking to you guys to put on great fights and fight the best fighters are you guys ready for that of course i'm ready to put on Absolutely. And thank you so much, Steve. I really appreciate it. I thank you guys it, a lot because, you, know, you know, I really appreciate you guys. So, you know, Michael's actually one of my teammates downstream a little ways. I go train with him once in a while and stuff. Uh, I've actually been up to Marinobles to train. So, you know, I kind of consider everybody my family of training. So um, I also want to, you know, thank Michael touched on something. He's in the union and stuff. Part of the unions is what got, got the show going this time. IBW Local 180. Nice. Yeah, it's like we got a lot of union support stuff. We get the, the sheet metal workers Local 104 in there all the time. We've had the iron workers in there this time. Um, Suncoast Awnings is a big, big supporter of us. Classic Automotive Repair out of Napa. Downtown Joe's, huge supporter of us. They uh, they let us do the after party. Hey, great, hey, great food there too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never get invited to the after party. Well, the first time I did, I, I didn't after the last fight, man. But the first time, nobody wants there. me to come there because I'll steal all your women. That's all right. Oh, yeah, man, hey, that was, I, I know how to act around Jim, man. <laughs> <laughs> Better watch a, him, man. We got house hauling, and uh, we'd like to say thanks to uh, U.S. Granite because U.S. Granite supported the uh, the Valerie Thurs fight. Yeah, and, you know, and then our uh, rental company, I forgot their names, but uh, Romero Jimenez, thank you. Wow. Juan Romero, yeah. I know I dropped the ball on that one. I'm not, I'm not involved with what just happened right now. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the sponsor's name. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> well, hey, at least you guys are talking about it more. So, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. More exposure. Well, yeah, you yeah. know, it's like, you know, this, you know, me and Michael both belong to unions. We're diff- different sides of the fence, but it's like, you know, you know they take care of us it's like you know if it wasn't for us having the types of jobs that we got i wouldn't be able to support my habit of uh whoa 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 whoa. it's a habit support your habit hell yeah (laughs) if it wasn't for my habit of loving fights oh okay i got you i'm saying it's like great medical things were getting things were getting a little early yeah things were getting ugly there for a second who's that guy right there with those two belts oh you know Some stud muffin. So what do your tats mean? Your tats, got, they have meaning? Right there, right there. Johnny Angel, the one one of the persons that got me into MMA right there. Nice. That's who I was talking about earlier. You don't have tats, do you? No, I, I don't. You're have too tattoos. pretty. You're too pretty well, for tats. Yeah, man, it's not that. I, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not that I don't want tattoos. It's just that every time I'm really indecisive person. I can barely decide where I want to eat for dinner. Most of yeah. I'm like a female about it. It's bad. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's it's like it's it really is. Uh, the ones that I want cost like tens of thousands of dollars. You oh, know, because yeah. I, mean? I want like the the base to be tapped in and then to be filled in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine are like jail tattoos. It's, and dr- shit. it's dramatic. You know what I mean? So, portraits are like twenty portraits on your back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna keep it cool. 
so I can put that money down. Three D you know tattoos. Mean? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, man, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the bioluminescent tattoos to drop. That'd like be that, pretty you know, dope. Tight, you know what I mean? All right, guys, man. On behalf of Deborah, Steve, Barry, Combat, myself, for, we appreciate you guys coming out, man. It's awesome. We look forward to seeing you guys fight again. Yes, yep. sir. Thank Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Jim Cooley, the voice of champions. Steve Barnett. Deborah Farolito, we, we hope that you guys will join us at North Bay Face-Off 5, which is? Uh, uh, June 22nd. June 22nd. There you go, guys. Napa Valley Expo, Napa, California. You don't want to miss it. We'll see you guys on the next show. Right on. Thank you, guys.